Hello, and welcome to the Mental Sweet Spot Podcast, Coaching the Mental Game of Softball. I'm Melanie Rushing, and I'll be joined shortly by my business partner, Alicia Smith, to discuss how we implemented the mental game with her team this season. In this episode, we'll talk about how to focus on the process by setting long-term goals and breaking them down into a daily focus. We'll discuss the importance of focusing on the moment and process, setting long and short-term goals and how to know that you've set them high enough, focusing on the process and getting a little better each day, and staying accountable for these goals even when you're on vacation. Stick with us through the end to get your freebie, the Goal Ladder Worksheet. You can use it to help your team set, maintain, and achieve their goals this season. Before we get to the show, let me tell you about a related resource, the Competitive Solo Course. If you want an even more actionable training on how to focus on the process, check out our solo course, Competitive. This four-part training will help you relate to the concept of competitiveness, learn how to become the ideal type of competitor, grow with the mental skill of mindset, and adapt with drills to keep getting better. To learn more, head to softballmentaltraining.com forward slash solo course. Now let's get back to the show. So I did a little preview, and now I'm handing it to you how we're calling it week three slash spring break. How did it go with commitment and just overall? Okay, so we had, um, obviously, this past 12 days we've been on spring break, so um, we're going to kind of go back to those last, the last full week in March. I did um, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday practice, and then the kids left for spring break. So on Monday, we had an outdoor practice, um, and it was, they were sluggish, they were slow. Um, I don't know if they were tired, but um, we weren't doing so well. So I pulled them off the field, and we just went to our, our hitting drills. Um, and then we went back to the field. I told them that I wanted them to do better. I want them to focus a little bit more, and I wanted another round of defense with more focus, better throws, and things like that. So we went through that process, and they did great. And I told them, I said, today's a really good example of you get another chance. You get another chance, right, to come back on the field and make it right. I said, you don't always get that chance, so the first time needs to be a little bit better. So the only thing I was kicking myself for is I did not use that opportunity to tell them one of their whys. You walked up this field feeling accomplished today. So that was the only thing that I missed other than that. So um, I'm still kind of working through and making sure I use those words all the time. Um, that was a perfect example. But in resilient, obviously, we could have used that as well. But anyway, um, Tuesday we had a team meeting because we, uh, we had our pictures, so the whole day was just a wash. So we sat down and started doing our long-term goal setting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't want them to do it quickly. I didn't want to rush through it. And I didn't say, you know, I don't even want it to be done today. Um, but this is what they put. We have three top uh, long-term goals. One is to win a state championship, which I love. I love that enthusiasm and that mm-hmm. goal. Um, embrace the moment and have fun would be their second one, which is another really good one. And their third one, um, they put in parentheses, happy growth, but be a better version of yourself. So I thought that was awesome because I think that means they're already really starting to embrace this this process and in, in learning. Mm-hmm. Um, so under uh, the long-term goals, we have three boxes for short-term goals. Um, so under the long-term goals for win states, they put push themselves every day at practice, embody the culture of unity and family, which I love because mm-hmm. this is their verbiage and this is, you know, this is how you really work to get their buy-in. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're already using those terms and always thinking about the, the culture that they want to have and then trust the process. I gave them a very long speech on trusting the process, that winning states is a great goal. I love it. And we as a coaching staff, now that we know your goals, our job is to help you reach your goals. So this is what we're going to do, and this is the process that we are um, 
putting you through. So when things aren't going to go well, we're going to let you know. We are going to push you in practice. We are going to have some times where we're going to do extra reps or extra things to do that. So I thought that was great, though, because they, they're listening. Mm -hmm. And I talk about the processes a lot. Is a, you know, marathon on a sprint, those kind of like verbiage as well. So I think so far they're really listening and connecting the dots so um, of everything that we've talked about from up till now. So underneath, embrace the moment, have fun. They said, stay in the moment and focus on the important things. Mm -hmm. And then um, that was it. We didn't have time to finish. And I told them I, the goal wasn't to finish. So that's where they, they got to so far. On top of the goal setting, we have our why at the top. So, and then this is that nice little document you created and our long-term goals and short-term goals. And then at the bottom, we have a check. So that will be, you know, part of the process throughout the years. We're going to check in to see how they think they're doing. So uh, another thing we did since they were going for spring break or going away from spring break, I think out of the 18 kids, I think I had three that stayed in Michigan. Everyone else was in sunny Florida and Arizona. And we went to Tennessee, which was nice. So um, <laughs> they were all going away. So I told them, I said, you know, at the beginning of the year, you made a commitment to each other. Um, and you're making a commitment to these goals. And just because you're going away or not going to be around the team and, and us every day as coaches to the next 12 days, that doesn't mean you still don't do things. So um, we have this chart that we created um, basically saying over the spring break, you are committed to throw, pitch, hit, run, work out, listen to a podcast, um, better yourself in some way, shape, or form. So, um, so far, they're doing pretty good. I told them out of the seven uh, things they had to do, four to five had to be physical, mm -hmm. and three, two to three had to be some sort of mental uh, podcast, read a book, or find an article or something like that. So then they also had accountability partners, so then they could kind of help each other along the way. So I'm, I'm looking at the sheet right now, and um, they're doing really well. Um, they've watched TED Talks. They've thrown... They've pitched, they did a lot of, some of them did a lot of hiking. I said, that's great. You know, if you're going to hike three miles, that's a good workout. That's a lot so, of runners. I'm impressed. Oh, I know. Running on the beach, of course. <laughs> but what I wanted them to try to connect is that they were, they still had to continue to put forth some effort into growing themselves and, and doing those things individually mm -hmm. now that they're away from, from the atmosphere. So mm -hmm. I thought this was a really good idea. I think it worked really well. And, um, I'm curious to hear what they say when they come back about how they feel about some of the things that they did and what podcasts they listen to. Yeah. So that's where we're at right now. Um, let me see. I think that's all I have. Um, it was, like I said, a short week. Um, I'm really excited to get back, although it's still frigid here. We, we probably won't get outside. Uh, snow the other day. Um, it's really frustrating, but um, I'm ready to get back with the team. I miss them, and it'll be good to pick back up tomorrow. Yeah. Ah. Love that. I want to touch on a couple of things before we move on um, with the accountability first. I want you to talk about the little hiccup that you and I discussed where you had to like, you had to be their accountability partner, kind of push them. Because now the chart looks fantastic, but what was it, three days ago, we were like, ooh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I did have to poke him a little bit. I did have to remind him, and I had a couple kids say, well, I don't have access to the document. I've been mm -hmm. meaning to tell you. Okay. You know, I do have to take into the account sometimes these kids are 14 or 15 yeah. years old, and this is yeah. all new. So um, I would sometimes, if they were um, connected with a returner, for example, because mm -hmm. most of them are, you know, paired up that way, I would poke the, I'd poke the team on a group text a couple times, and I would poke their accountability partner and say, hey, might want to reach out to this player to find out if they're having any trouble or if they understand the assignment or if mm -hmm. there's any issue. 
And so I think that helped too, because it can't always come from me. This is again, trying to drive that, you know, team led, you know, players trying mm -hmm. to do better with, with that too. Right. And I like that because I know like, we value this sheet and we know how important it is. So it's easy to like jump on like, Hey, why aren't you filling this out? But though some people may view them as excuses, like give them some leeway to like find that path on their own before you jump down those roads. And I love that you went to the accountability partners and the teammates first. Right. Right. And I think that's, what's important I, that they hold each other accountable. Mm -hmm. But I think like you said, it's going to come to, it's going to be different coming from them. And it's no different than when you're in a game mm -hmm. and, and I try to get the kids sometimes to call timeout and call every, calm everyone down if, if that's needed. Mm -hmm. um, that becomes a little bit more, they come a little, become a little more comfortable with that. And I think that's important to, to help drive that too. Mm -hmm. The thing about that when you were on the field and then <laughs> you saw a coach call time and make their walk out, you like, me like, oh, I, uh, <laughs> you know, as opposed to a team that being like, timeout, right, different. Right. <laughs> And usually they leave the huddle laughing, which is a good thing. Mm -hmm. Whereas when I leave the huddle, it may not be laughing. <laughs> You're like, okay, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Um, and the other thing I want to talk about, we will talk about goal setting more um, as we go on. Um, but one thing that we came up with while you were here was the sweet spot for goal setting. And I thought about it when you mentioned that they said they wanted to go to state. Because with such a new team, like the outsider could say like, ah, who knows what the odds really are, but they know and they know what will push them a little bit, but also won't be out of reach. So we said the sweet spot for knowing it's a good goal and it's the right like height of out of your comfort zone is if you fall short, you're not disappointed, but if you exceed it, you're not surprised. Right. So I love that. I mean, you can't really exceed states, but like when you get to states and you win, you're not, you're not going to be surprised. Surprised, yeah. And I think that was, I, I couldn't have phrased it any better than you just did about how you know it's the right goal. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we talked about some past experiences as a group and, and I told them, I said, I, I can tell you right now, there's nothing better than as a group of girls together, reaching and striving for a goal and then being able to accomplish it. And I said, at the end of the day, if you guys play your best game ever and you walk off the field, then you can't, you, you aren't disappointed. You can't be disappointed because you did it together. And I, and I try to tell them that there's really no more rewarding experience. Um, I've experienced it on both ends as a player and a coach and much different. It's much different, but mm -hmm. I, but I talked to players in the past who after winning a state championship, for example, um, how they still feel about their teammates and how they feel about the experience. It was mm -hmm. never a win. And, and I have often had kids during playoff runs that have, either played for me in the past or won a state championship in the past, write letters to my current team to give them a little bit of motivation and yeah. just a, you know, Hey, I've been there and this is what I experienced. We, how do we um, share our experiences with you? That's going to help you and, and live in the moment. You know, all those types of things happen. And right. I think that's. Ah, oh, I was saying already. <laughs> what one game now? <laughs> I guess the last thing I want to touch on was, uh, your talk about the process. Um, I think a lot of people know this buzzword, but can you explain more what it means day to day to focus on the process? Sure. So I, I think for me what it means is that, you know, at the very beginning week we talk about culture. And 
that is so critical to the process. Mm -hmm. But first understanding what the culture is helps, like for example, supportive. So part of that culture is, is kind of embodied into that um, process every day. So supportive teammates, supportive coaches, you have to support each other on the field. So that then also means that the coaches are gonna support each other along the way. So that's just one example. So during, during every practice, it's about getting better. It's about never taking a step backwards. So that's kind of what I got on for on Monday is that I've seen you do better than this. So I know you're capable. So when we take two steps backwards, that's when we got to stop and say, this isn't acceptable. Mm -hmm. So the process of always getting better. Mm -hmm. So um, then from the practice standpoint, that's part of the practice planning, making sure you're doing enough fundamentals, making sure that you're starting to introduce new concepts, new plays, um, stretching them. And when they fail, that's okay, right? You want mm -hmm. them to. You want them to always get better. So to me, the process is this kind of like slow ramp or curve upwards, always yeah. upwards. About that, I never want them to take steps backwards from a performance standpoint, because when you trust the process and you're constantly focusing on just getting better and all being all these things, trusting the why, trusting the supportive culture, being a team, all of those things. When you when you take those steps every day, mm -hmm. and you come back a stronger team, that to me is the process. So, um, and after a game, we we don't ever talk about you know the win or loss part. We talk about the lessons learned, what we did well, and how can we get better tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So. To me, it's not about the win-loss record or even the stats or the statistics from an individual or team standpoint. Now, sometimes if, for example, we, we are struggling a little bit and not winning games, and for example, we are leaving a lot of runners on base, mm -hmm. we just can't get that big hit and we left, mm -hmm. you know, 10 or 15 runners on base in one game. Obviously, as a coach, you know that one or two hits would have changed that game. So mm -hmm. then you go back, you may talk about that portion, mm -hmm. and then you focus on maybe embedding into your pro into your practice, um, putting them under pressure, hitting live hitting or something. Mm -hmm. and stuff. So that's how it's kind of, I guess, intertwined and embedded for me. Yeah, I agree. I think we coaches are pretty good at figuring out what went wrong, what needs to be fixed. But I think that second piece of, okay, well, we were leaving runners on base. That was like the, the symptom, but what was the root cause? It was unable to deal with the pressure or lack of focus or da, 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 da. and that's what you need to address in practice to help so i like that yeah um i think that's all i had for past couple weeks so coming up i'm excited uh we're like we said we're working on goals and we're also going to <laughs> probably why i'm most excited <laughs> we're also going to dig into uh, the mental skills more. So we're starting with goal setting, how to set good goals. Uh, like Alicia showed the chart, we start with the why, I call it the ladder chart, and then you make your goals downward, so long-term, short-term, and then the day-to-day -day processes are daily goal sheets, and then you work your way up. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about other mental strengths and mental skills like imagery, positive self-talk, um energy management so we'll get to all those depending on the week and what we need so i think next week would be a great time to start that for for us as well considering how new we are that would be a really good place for us to start so mm -hmm. for me um the mental strength profile and also starting to talk about self-talk i know that that's really important to me and i know mm -hmm. that you and i talk about that endlessly especially on that podcast that we did so i think it's really important to to start talk 
talking to them about self-talk and, and recognizing it and how important it is to work on, you know, the letting go and the framing and the things that we talked about. So um, that would probably be a good topic for next Sunday and how some of these things went. But that's kind of where I think I'm going to go this week. And that's a wrap on this episode. Be sure to grab your free goal ladder worksheet at mentalsweetspot.com forward slash episode four. Join us in the next episode where we'll discuss the team's mental toughness profile and how Alicia builds their mental strengths by holding them accountable to their continued growth. I want you to know that we appreciate you spending your time with us. We hope we sparked some ideas for you to take back with your team. And if so, we'd love to hear them in our Coaches Mastermind. It's a free community of coaches just like you who have a passion for developing strong, mentally tough players and want more tactics for implementing the mental game. Just head to Facebook and search Mental Sweet Spot to find the group. Thanks again. Have a good one.